0: Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> amen. Amen. A preacher walks up, the music stops. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I have a God. Amen. How many of you have a God this morning? Yes, sir. Well, we can tell where Sam them gets their singing from. It comes right down to the tree, huh? Well, we got a dedication. I won't forget that. Is it it giving us trouble already fussing or what? All right. Brandon and Mandy has a new addition to the family this morning, so we'd like to welcome them, this young man, into the family. And Carson Lee, Carson. Well, we live long enough, Carson will give me problems, just like all the rest of them. Amen. You going to take pictures? Anybody going to take pictures? Right there. Just go ahead and smile first. All right, all right. So let's just, you just go ahead and go. we pray. You proud of it? You going to take care of it? You going to watch over him? Okay. Because actually, dedication is dedicating the family to the child, not the child. Amen. So let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your grace and goodness. We thank you for this young couple. And we thank you for this soul now that you've brought into manifestation. So we pray for them and pray for the family, the mothers and fathers, and all the church family. May we keep this child under the protective care of your presence. May our prayers be heard and may the blood of Jesus Christ cover them. Give them guidance and strength to be able to raise the child as you would have it raised. In Jesus' name we ask these blessings. Amen. Amen. Oh my. Never be the same around the house again. Amen. Glory to God. I thought I was through with raising all these babies. Amen. At 81 year, 80 years old, we should be just about through with babies, which I'm through with my babies, but I'm at <laughs> church keeps having babies, so that's where you got to live long enough to get them into the kingdom of God. And having those, they are protected by the blood until a certain age. I don't worry about the nine year olds, I worry about the 10 and 12 year olds. That's the where you begin to transcend into making your decisions amen we'd like to welcome the congregation in Canada with us this morning they do not live stream back so we can't see them on the camera uh, because uh, they don't want to be seen in the church without a mask on because they'll be sued so we just know that they're there because uh, by faith we say they're there amen so let's welcome them into the service this morning Alright, I noticed, how many noticed a sign out there that uh, Daniel politely put me in trouble with the, with the Lord out there this morning? Or with, with the congregation, I don't mean with the Lord, I'm not in trouble with the Lord. Uh, if you didn't notice, what did he say? Simply sinless, is that what he said? Simply sinless. Well, it's the truth, but how many knows the truth will get you Stoned. The truth will cause you problems, amen. If you don't want problems, you can't be a true Christian in this hour, amen. I, I shouldn't have, been, I always, I don't know how to say this, maybe I shouldn't even bring it into the service as a good spirit this morning. But I always have trouble listening to the ministers give their reason why they leave the message. It just troubles you. And seemingly in this hour, we've got men that's more intellectually endowed than they are spiritually endowed. It's a dark age. But we know one thing, the elect will not be deceived. It's impossible. If we are deceived by following in the vindicated word, and I say it's vindicated word. I don't put a lot of emphasis on manifestations, clouds, pictures, things like that. They are what they are. God knows what they are. They're for a purpose. Whatever that purpose, amen. I listen to the voice and I listen to the Word that is preached. There's where my anchor lays is in the revelation of the Word. And I have studied the Word for many, many years, every day. And I haven't found that prophet off of the scripture one time. That's where I base my revelation of this hour. If Brother Branham was false, then we have not had a restoration of the word yet. Elijah has not come. Uh, We're in darkness actually without any hope. Because according to Laodicea, there's nothing past Laodicea. Outside of destruction. So here we are in this hour. But I believe that God has a way of doing it. It is by His Word. He has a gene in every person that is elected by God. And that's what I believe our congregation is this morning, that we are part of it. And we're looking at a teaching. Now, this teaching is not uh, accepted in most message churches or it is not accepted in many, I would say, Pentecostal realms. Uh, organizations. And that is, I believe that the Apostle Paul brought a revelation of Jesus Christ that is the foundation of faith for Christianity. And we're going to look this morning in a study in the book of Galatians. If we studied the book of Galatians, it would take a long study. I don't know whether I'm capable of breaking it down word for word or not. The prophet said he preached on it four years out of the book of Revelation. It's only four short chapters Book of, the book of, Reve- uh, book of Galatians, I meant instead of Revelation. The book of Galatians is Paul's answer to a mixture of works to his message. It is a approach or his presentation in his Revelation where he absolutely separates law from grace. Which he claims that we are justified by faith and faith alone. The reason why I single in this subject many times is for, I preached the message years ago and it's in Invisible Union where Brother Branham declared, this is my thanksgiving message to you, little bride. Little bride means there's very few that has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost as it was in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. You see, very few people was the righteousness or the righteous ones of God. In the day of the Son of Man, shall, shall it be in that day, we look at the sin, we look at the darkness, but look at the number. Very few people in this hour will absolutely have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and be declared righteous before God and placed before God as sinless and perfect. Brother Branham, absolutely, I believe, if we believe the Scripture, and he used the Scripture, if we believe his message as vindication, he declared that those who stand on the revelation of Jesus Christ today stands before God absolutely sinless. That we stand absolutely, totally blameless, perfect, sinless before Almighty God. Not one sin is laid to our charge. we never done it in the first place. Now that, to me, is a revelation that we can call the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it will not be a revelation to you. And therefore, I declare that Brother Branham used the term justification, just exactly like the Apostle Paul brought out in the book of Romans and Galatians, That absolutely didn't put us in the beginning of our faith. It put us at our end, our product, which is righteous. Brother Branham and I put it in your quotes. He preached many years, which is church ages. He preached that we go through a process justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and then the word, four stages. Many preachers preach that individually. If you judge yourself individually and try to figure out that you're part of the statue of a perfect man, you will get in trouble. Because each age stands on its own. He was talking about the church being restored in part, 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 part. And at the end, the capstone is a full revelation of Jesus Christ, bringing us to justification or righteousness before God. And that's what we're looking at because many preachers, people preach that justification is only a form of repentance that it just gets you to the water. I believe that the Apostle Paul brought it as a final state of righteousness to place us in the adoption in this hour. Also, I also believe that only in this hour alone... Can a person be justified, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and is a part or the manifestation of the capstone called bride in this age for the adoption? Because this is the only age that has the full revelation of the parts, all under the revelation of the name Jehovah is present. He is judge. So our revelation based upon the name, and we'll look at that this morning, but understand... That when Brother Brown preached, mostly he's preaching, looking at the church as a body, a corporate group, and how it come down through history as the mystery of iniquity. If you look at his progress individually, you're going to find yourself figuring out that you haven't arrived, and you haven't made it, and you won't make it. Because I've heard many men preach to their congregations, good people, good Pentecostal people, And they preach on hair, dress, do's, don'ts, do's and don'ts until they bring so much condemnation into a congregation that people don't know whether they're baptized with the Holy Ghost or whether they're not baptized with the Holy Ghost. Because they're trying to figure out how to get you sanctified. They call it cleaning up the vessel before God will put His Spirit in there. Then after He puts His Spirit in there, you're born again. Then you've got to start learning the message. If you work your way through those four stages, you'll never arrive. Because you'll find yourself stuck on just sanctification. And you'll never be good enough, clean enough, one or more for you to be the vessel that the Holy Spirit lives in. To be placed before himself as a manifested son and daughter of God. So therefore, each stage is a revelation. Our revelation today of the name of Jesus Christ absolutely brings us our part. Baptizing us in the part of the body that we are, that we call The baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the message of this hour. So we want to look at this subject, how the Apostle Paul brought it down as the foundation. We find that it goes into four stages of death. It goes all the way down to the Thyatira Age, which is death. We'll get into that. Then it starts its growth back up until the present time. Justification, Luther, Wesley, Pentecost, then Brother Brown's message of the capstone. If you try to work that individually, you're going to find you're going to get in trouble. Because every age, every part stands on its own part. And that's what we'll get to in a, more, in a few minutes, if the Lord permits. So in the book of Galatians chapter 1, let's look at it as we begin. In verses 6 through 9, he said, I marvel that you are so removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now, as we look at it, who is the him? Do you think it is? Most of us would think that it would be Christ or God himself because uh, none can come to me unless the Father draws him first. I believe that the Apostle Paul is using himself in the first person here, meaning that he was the vessel that the Spirit was speaking to the people through. And if you didn't hear him, him being the messenger or the voice of the revelation, then basically you have another gospel or you hadn't come to the truth yet. So he said, how soon are you removed from him? Let's call it the messenger. How soon are we remo- removed from the messenger? That's the problem that we're looking at in this hour and people has looked at in this generation. From the 50s right on up until today, how soon are we removed from the revelation of the gospel that was brought to us For that gospel of Jesus Christ is our revelation and our baptism of the Holy Ghost. You must hear that messenger for your age. You say, well, I don't believe that. Then you're going to be in trouble. And you're going to be just a part of the system somewhere. And you're going to have a perverted word. And a perverted word will never be added to the body of Christ. It's going to be honed off, burned off what more, be skinned out, whatever more. And never make that adoption or that change of the body. Paul notice in verse 7, which is not another. In other words, there's not another gospel except mine. Now, we know that we're in the message. I hear many people and preachers preach that Paul laid the foundation for that hour. The foundation crumbled down. And now Brother Branham's laying another foundation for the bride. There's only one foundation. The church is built on one foundation. Now, everybody, you can build whatever on you want. You can build a porch. You can build a wing. You can do whatever more, make it an abstract, whatever more. But there's only one foundation that the church body is built on, and that is the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right. Which is not another, but there is some that troubled you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, Paul here is not giving their blessing or the prayer in front. He's coming right straight to the point. Because Paul's biggest problem was they didn't or they questioned his authority, his calling as an apostle. Why do you get in trouble with the message? Because you question the calling and the position of the messenger of this hour. If Brother Branham was false, we have not had a messenger for this hour. Therefore, if that's the case, then there's no messengers to any hour. Because Elijah must come before the second coming of Christ. So if you're looking for the coming of Jesus Christ, you first have to look for an Elijah. That's the word. Jesus said, I'll send you Elijah before and restore before that great and dreadful day. Elijah must come and restore. Acts 3 says, heavens will retain Jesus Christ until the restitution of all things. And if you don't hear that prophet. Now who is that prophet? Oh, you said that's Jesus. No, it wasn't Jesus. It's the prophet that's promised to come to restore all things in this hour. Either he was a prophet or he was not a prophet. Either he was the voice of the Spirit to this age or he wasn't. If he wasn't, you need to get away from it. I wouldn't quote another quote. I wouldn't preach another sermon. I wouldn't listen to another tape. Matter of fact, if I come to the conclusion that William Branham is false, you won't have to worry about me being by the pulpit anymore because I've been deceived for 38 years you've been deceived by following it we're all deceived and therefore in this hour of darkness we're just basically lost to begin with we're either stuck with this and it's the truth or it's not how many believe you're following truth if you're free from darkness and free from creeds and free from false doctrine then you are part of the word of God in this hour and it's impossible for that word to fall or the member or who are the body, that, that word is deposited for that body to fall or fail to be a part of the bride of Jesus Christ. That's how sure we are. So you don't base it on manifestation. You don't base it on a dream. You don't base it, well, Brother Branham done this. There's a lot of healing ministries. There's a lot of people now that the can, devil can copy anything. They can tell you what your telephone number is. They can tell you well, lots of things. People are prophesying over everybody. Oh, that's the truth. I don't care how much they prophesy. Give me one, thus saith the Lord. Just one. The men in the message thinking they got a revelation, just give me one, thus saith the Lord. If you don't have thus saith the Lord, then be quiet. And listen to someone that did have thus saith the Lord thousands and thousands of the time around the world and now we're going to get all upset over a bear or we're going to get upset over a cloud I don't even think about the cloud or whether brother Branham shot the bear I'm looking at thus saith the Lord you say well brother Branham said thus saith the Lord he'd get the bear and he didn't get the bear so therefore he's not a prophet then you just go along with your own trail, go along with your own leading, go where it's taking you. But I think I'm just going to stay with this for a while. Now, you can say, well, you're just not spiritual. One more. I agree with you. I'm not spiritual enough to walk off into oblivion. I've got to have a leader. I've got to have someone that I've got trust in. And I hadn't found anyone outside of Brother Brown that i got trust in. I've examined what he preached for years and years and years. Back to the Scripture, back to the Scripture, back to the Scripture. And as long as you take his message back to the Scripture, this Bible, which is Jesus Christ, which is the Word, will become more real to you. And this Bible becomes a person. And this Bible becomes a talking book. It will talk to you. I know that they say, well, push, play, and obey, that's fine. If you want to push, play, and obey, that's fine. If you push, listen with an ear, take it back to the word, obey what it says, and you're wonderful. I don't disagree with that, but God put a fivefold ministry in the body of Christ to bring it to a perfection. He brought it to a perfection by a fivefold ministry. That's according to the Apostle Paul, which is the foundation, and he said, Let any man that's going to change what I teach you, let him be accursed. In verse 9, he said, now say again, I'm going to nail this down. I got my revelation from Jesus Christ, Paul said, directly. I didn't get it from Peter and James. I got it by a direct visitation of God himself. God and a pillar of fire come down and he opened my understanding of the covenant, the Old Testament, which I had in my memory, I understood it and could quote the Old Testament in its completion in nine languages. So Paul wasn't stupid. He wasn't unlearned. He wasn't one just say, "Well, I'll just follow along. I'll follow along." No, no, no. He absolutely persecuted and killed the true believers. All right, he broke the Ten Commandment, "Thou shalt not kill." That puts him out right there. How can Paul, that stood and held the coat when they stoned Stephen, how can he now be called by God and give a direct revelation of Jesus Christ? For justification and salvation of every seed. And Paul be a murderer. Well I'm going to put it like this. God is just. And he is a justifier. Of all who believe Jesus Christ in faith. So I'll say again. If any man preach any other gospel. I believe any man covers any man. I don't see Brother Branham injecting himself in here and say, well, I wrote another Bible. I supersede Paul. I will agree that Brother Branham brought forth a revelation of seals, iniquity, that Paul didn't cover, but Paul put it in there. He planted a seed because he knew that that seed. There's another gospel coming in. There's another Jesus coming in. There's men coming in to pervert the true revelation of Jesus Christ. As Paul preached justification by faith alone, The faith alone made that group of people, the first age, it made that group of people absolutely perfect. It made them righteous. It made them sinless. They were justified by faith in Jesus Christ. They were sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it was quickened to who they was by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Do you believe Paul's group had it? Brother Bram said the Ephesian church was perfect. They could have took a rapture on Paul's revelation of justification by faith if the whole body was in. But the whole body was not in because we're still here and we're still trying to get some people into the rapture. But when that last member comes in, then, we, then you look at a different picture. The body's made up. No one else is coming in. That means the baptism of the Holy Ghost runs out. The baptism of the Holy Ghost only is good to those that will be baptized into the body. Once that body's made up, the baptism of the Holy Ghost runs out. Then that group that's baptized in the body must come to a revelation and manifestation of the Word in our flesh. God will become so visible that He will be seen manifested in our flesh. How can that happen? Because the Holy Spirit that was in Jesus Christ is the same Holy Spirit that dwells in you and I. And the revelation of His seven compound names brings everything that God is into manifestation in our faith and in our walk. We are now the righteousness of Jesus Christ plus nothing. Why? Because I have been baptized into His name and His name is I am the Lord the Righteous One. All right, We'll get to it. Just look at that. So Paul declared that any teaching, our spirit, he called another Jesus. Now, I know men like to go off on the Trinity, how it fell. The first era of perverted doctrine, we know, comes in around uh, the Catholic Church, the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, three gods, three persons, one Godhead. That is absolutely pagan. And if we can't figure out that's pagan, I don't know whether there's any hope for you or not. Then we got the though extreme though and say well we don't believe in Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. There's not three personalities. There's only one God like your finger. That went to seed. That's not true either. How can Jesus be his own father? He cannot be. There's a right in the middle. He said I'm right in the middle. I'm not a oneness. I'm not a Trinitarian. It's right in the middle. One God who had one unique son which was Jesus Christ and faith in that begotten one is what is, your salvation is based on. Because no man can call Jesus the anointed Christ without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's scripture. I just quoted your scripture there. So Paul's telling you if anyone comes along that would absolutely try to change your mind. And that's whatever preacher does when he's trying to direct your mind. Or change your mind or fix your mind. We're only trying to direct your mind. Trying to gain enough confidence in the speaker of the Word of God for you to, your mind to accept it. If you don't accept it, you just sit there and look. But the Holy Spirit has to deal with the mind to get to the heart. Now, the heart is more wicked than we can ever imagine. Amen. You say, well, I'm not, my heart's not wicked. The human heart is more wicked than we can even fathom. How can you destroy all those Jews over there in them death camps? Anybody's ever seen the pictures, almost skin and bones? What's in a human heart that can strip the people down, put them in gas chambers, burn them by the millions, and go home and think they're the wonderful works of God? If you got that answer, you got the answer to the Roman Catholic Church, which is now saturated in America. America is done, period. And this spirit that's taken over is the Roman Catholic Church, which we call communism, Marxism, but it's still that old dominating harlot woman back there that wants to control everything. I understand why the Democrats have got in, get in. They're stupid, unlearned, and demonic, possessed, but they're dominating. And God's going to bring in that mark of the beast where he's going to what? He's going to bring the church under a suffering. He's going to dominate everything that we do until he finds every one of them and kills them and wipes them off the faith of the earth. Now, what's in a human heart that wants to destroy, dominate, and ruin everybody's lives, business, and kill people? It has to be demonic. It has to be satanic. That spirit is now here and is absolutely controlling the church world, politics, and everything else. We are moving into that threefold core now that's not going to be easily broken or overcome. God will have to take us out of here by a supernatural presentation of himself. There has to be a revelation of the presence of God so real that we become one with him. And when he goes, he just takes us out of here by walking in faith in the realm of the supernatural. That anointing is more than we've ever felt in our lives or more than we can understand. But when it comes, it will overwhelm us so great that we'll just give our whole being into it until it rises us up into glory. Glory to God. So we see this, basically this spirit. Paul teaches what? He teaches that any doctrine, any faith, any spirit comes along. It absolutely stops the flow of the spirit or It stops the growth of the individual. Now, we've been here around 50-something years now after the prophet left the scene. Something is hindering the flow of the Spirit. Something is hindering the growth. Because if the perfect message were delivered, why is it taking us 50-something years without a resurrection? that's what the message was given for he said it was coming he said it was here in 1963 that third pull that revelation that presence Jehovah Shammah I am present is here to do what to bring us to adoption to change our bodies bring a resurrection and take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb if he's here for that purpose what's hindering him see what's hindering I'm not going to bring it down on what you and I are doing. Because it all deals with what's being taught and what's being, a mind's being open to. It boils down, whether you like it or not, it boils down to the doctrine. True doctrine, which is true righteousness, which brings true repentance, which brings a true birth. is the only thing that will add anybody into the body of Christ. We can't come to adoption because we will not settle down and open our minds to the simple fact that we are righteous before God by a manifestation of a messenger this hour that declared to us, you are now sinless before God. It doesn't mean that we were just now sinless by Him. We've been sinless since the cross. When God raised Him up by the shedding of His blood to the point of death, he raised him up for our justification. Amen. Every member of the body of Christ was made perfect at the cross. Amen. That revelation must come through to us and become a part and manifested in flesh which is our part. Now, in the last lesson I didn't need to backtrack just a little. We looked at Psalms 113 and we want to reveal that truth just a minute that faith Is the foundation of the kingdom of God. Or let us say faith is the foundation of the perfect man. It is the foundation of the tabernacle. It's what started the seed to grow. Whatever type you want to use. A vineyard or a building. But I like to use the building. Because I get in trouble when you run through and we're the vineyard. It produces fruit out here. But it can have oranges, tangerines, grapefruit and everything else off the same vine. I want to look at a building that's built perfect. The architect, which is the Holy Spirit, looks it over. We're under the inspection now by the Holy Ghost to see whether he wants to stamp his seal of approval on the building that is built. Everything is honed down. Every little hole has been plugged up. Every little scratch has been covered in. And he looks at the whole complete uh, statue of Christ and said, you are perfect. I'm telling you that God stood before this church, not this movie, the church in this hour, and declared, thus saith the Lord. It doesn't matter if William Branham was the voice. It was thus saith the Lord. He's the only one that can say, You are righteous, I have no problem with you. It doesn't make any difference whether I got a problem with you or not. Does God have a problem with you? It doesn't matter whether I fail or whether I don't fail. It's a matter of what your view of God is. If I fail, your revelation of Jesus Christ just keep walking on and following your great shepherd. How do you know he's shepherd? Because that's a part of his name. I hope you get it right now because the revelation of a part of his name is your revelation for this hour. What if you had the revelation of all his compound names? Well, you'd be God manifested in the flesh. That's what you are. That's what we're claiming to be. Watch now. So we looked at the foundation being Christ, body or bi- that the body is built upon, the faith. And we add to our faith until the church is fully matured and becomes one with God who is what? The Word or let's call it love. Okay, now when we get into fruit, you can go a lot of different ways because a lot of people have a little root. Now watch. When you look at this downfall, this four steps down into darkness, you come to the age of Thyatira. Thyatira was the four stage down. When they got down to Thyatira, according to Brother Brown, the gospel of Paul was dead. It wasn't alive. It had no life in it at all. It was dead. The seed went into the ground and died. That's the gospel seed also now. It's the type of Christ. Thyatira means dominating female. Now, there's four stages back. Not only of the bride church, but four stages back to this dominating female church system. I like to call it this great Jezebel spirit, because she's the mother of harlots, and she got a lot of daughters. So watch that. That spirit. The prophet tells us, and The scripture tells us that that age was under a force that invaded all people, conquered all nations. And was in control of all things. If you didn't follow the dictates of the church at that time. You could not buy or sell and they would kill you. You start all the millions that they killed because they wouldn't renounce Protestantism. And accept the dogma of the Catholic Church. Millions that they slaughtered simply because they wouldn't renounce whatever they was under and proclaim the catholic church that spirit is among us it's alive and well you see it in this last election america is basically controlled by the devil we are under the financial control of china financially and our politicians have sold us out down the drain They are now under communistic control, and that's according to a vindicated prophet. If we brought out everyone on China's payroll, we wouldn't have any officials up there. They're all whoremongers, liars, thieves, and on the payroll. And the reason why Trump didn't win is because why? He had his finger on it, and everybody knew it. So you see this greatest fraud that's ever been on America... I believe that Trump won this uh, election by thousands and thousands—a landslide vote—and the people takes this rip off, and you notice they don't say a word. We are set up. We're under a spirit. We're now ready for them to start dictating to us, and we will be able to uh, be in control until we say no more. There'll be a point that we say, "I'm not going any farther." When you reach that point, then you're going to find the civil government and the law after you in the name of the Lord. I noticed that I don't know how many paid attention to the uh, uh, news. A lot of people don't watch news. That's far right. It's not worth watching anyway. But there's interviewing this uh, Harris, this, our vice president-elect. And they said, "When are you going to uh, I think it was over guns or some kind of program. When are you going to set this program in effect?" She said, as soon as I am uh, uh, voted in as president, I'll take care of that. They have told you time and time again that this was a setup. Like Biden said, well, I told Barack. What are you doing talking to Barack? You're the man in charge now. If I disagree with my vice president, I thought she's supposed to be in agreement with you, bud. But if I disagree with my vice president, I will develop an illness and step down. Which his illness has already got the illness. He won't last three months or probably four or five months is all he'll last. He will step down. It was a setup. That's their program all the way through. And the American people will be deceived. And it will be in motion. And they'll seal your courts up. Your law up, every seat that you have any help on is froze up under the control of the devil. And we'll be at the mercy of the grace of Almighty God. But don't worry, little church. Brother Brown said, don't worry, little church. When that comes, look up. Because your redemption is already here. He's not coming. He's already here. God himself is among his elect. And where two or three are gathered together, he is now present in our midst. I believe that with all my heart. Brother Bam said that our dominating female is the greatest curse in the world. Amen. The wisest man the world uh, world ever saw was Solomon. And he said, I'll apply my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reason of things and to know the wickedness of folly, even of foolishness and madness, and I find more bitter than death the woman. Who is he talking to? He's not talking, to, he said, I'm not talking to you, sisters. See, people never could understand that Brother Branham was sent to the church. He was sent to an age. You're never going to bring a church individuals and try to live to the standard and do all the do's and don'ts that Brother Branham preached. It's impossible. Law is impossible to fulfill. And if you fulfill it, it'll only make you more cynical. It'll only make you more depressed. It'll only magnify what's in your heart. It'll bring an anger. It'll bring a judgmental spirit. You won't like yourself. You won't like your neighbor. You won't like the preacher. You won't like nothing. Because it's impossible for you to meet that standard. That's the reason God said, I'm going to take you out of the picture. I'm going to swear by myself, to myself, and make you an heir of my oath. Because I can swear in no greater that I'm going to send an atonement, a propitiation for your sin. And by faith in the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm going to justify you freely forever. That's Paul's argument. It can't be done by the law. Because Paul could not fulfill it. He said, when I find find the law, I find that it destroys me. Watch now. Psalms 11.3 says, if the foundation be destroyed... What shall the righteous do? All right. Who's the righteous? The justified ones. The righteous is every name on the book. We found the book sealed until 1963, as far as our understanding. Until that book is open, the righteous has problems. Because we don't know what truth is. It was lost in the dark ages. But we're promised in this hour, in the darkest hour of humanity, there will be light in the evening time. And the way to glory you shall surely find. Glory to God. Don't you, you ought to feel more than blessed this morning to think that you're even willing to sit and listen to the truth that you are the elected of Almighty God. Don't let the lie of the devil put this sin consciousness up here and try to talk you out of your election. Try to talk you out of your power. Try to talk you out of your salvation. Talk you out of your righteousness. Talk you out of your sanctification because it's in the name of Jesus and you've been baptized by one spirit into the name. I'm baptized into the name. If I'm in the name, I'm a part of the family. I'm a part of the name. Everything the name covers, I got it. Amen. Lord of God. That makes a Baptist want to shout a little bit. What shall the righteous do? In other words, if the foundations be destroyed, what will become of the tower or the superstructure? What's going to become of this body of Christ? What's going to become of this kingdom? What's going to become of this vineyard? What's going to become of this building? God said, Paul said he was the master builder. What's going to become of it? How will the body of Christ ever come to its placing, its adoption? It must come to adoption before the resurrection and the rapture. Proverbs 18.10. I like that little verse. I preached a sermon on that out in Tucson or Phoenix. simple little sermon and the Lord blessed it and Holy Spirit come into the building and see many people healed and whatever more but watch the name of the Lord the name of the Lord everybody say with me the name of the Lord is a strong tower what is the tower the name of the Lord The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. You say, what what do they run into? Oh, they run into the tower. No, they run into the name, which is the strong tower. And it's what? They're safe. What do you mean? Safe from everything. If you're safe, (laughs) come on, how many feel safe this morning? If you're safe, you're safe from everything. We're not under the bodies of these diseases and this darkness out here. These these are just little spirits, little demons of of, of power, doubt, fear, condemnation, apprehension, depression. All these things are what? They're kinda wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. And every time you give oh, I'm depressed, I don't do that. Well I'm sick. On and on, on down, 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 every time you do it, you lose a name. See, you lose your identification with a name. Well, I don't know where I'm going, but Jehovah is my shepherd. I'm sick, but Jehovah is my healer. Well, I don't know what, but Jehovah is my banner. Jehovah is my shield. Jehovah is my protector. He's my provider. He's my baptizer. He's my righteousness. He's my sanctification. He's everything that I need. And I'm going to run into the name. Of Jehovah the righteous run into it they are they run into what the name of the Lord so the foundation we see here are credited to the righteous and to nobody else it tells us that if the foundation of the righteous are destroyed my question is what made the righteous righteous I'm running out of time okay just a minute what made the righteous righteous By the works of the law, Paul says. They got a revelation. Now, why did the righteous receive a revelation? Because they were righteous. Well, what did they do to become righteous? Nothing. They were born righteous. Do you understand that you were born a son? Well, you don't know how bad I am. I don't care how bad you are. That soul come from God if you're son of God. Make up your mind. Are you a son of God or are you a son of the devil? One or the other, there's no in-between. Well, I think I'm gonna just confess I'm a son of God. By your confession you shall be justified, and by your confession you shall be condemned. Well, you don't understand what that person does. I'm not interested in what that person done. I'm interested in what the word of God tells me about me. See, I've got a personal revelation. Well, that guy's in trouble. He's so and so. I don't give a rip about that person. If he asks me a question, I'll tell him how to get out of his trouble. And how do you get out of his trouble? Forget what you think you know. Go back to the Word of God. Take God's Word for it. Put it in your mouth. And you'll find out that your confession will work you right out of the problem. Amen. Glory to God. Well, you know, I, I lied. You don't. My, my, my. Who hadn't lied? Tell me. Don't tell me you've never lied. Don't tell me in your mind that you never looked at another woman or lusted after so-and-so, a car, a car wrecked, I've done it all. Come on, I can go right down the list. I can get 20 laws. We broke them all. Then there's no way in the world we could ever be righteous. There's no way out. Then when you get that where there's no way out, God said, now I've got you just exactly where I want you. <laughs> when you give up trying to get out, then you can get in. Are you following me? How do you get in? Lord, there's no way for me to work it out. Will you just please open the door of grace and let me in? He said, I've that door's been open all the time. Amen. He said, it can't be that simple. Well, the righteous made righteous, what? Faith in the person of Jesus Christ and justification by faith alone is put aside. They come to naught. When justification, your position before God is righteous, is put aside, that it doesn't mean what it really means. You say, well, nobody does that. Everybody done it. In other words, the blood is not sufficient to complete the work in me. I've got to do something plus the blood. where you missed it your faith in the blood is what sanctifies you and places you before God as righteous don't let these men preach condemnation to your conscience until you put yourself out my job is not to show you the weakness of your flesh I can start preaching on forgiveness and bitters and backbiting and gossiping and whatever more and whatever more. And I guarantee you I can put everybody in here, including myself, in the lower regions there was no way out. I can make us feel so bad we wonder why we even come to church. We can preach holiness so, so hard and so under the law that anybody says, well, I, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. So why are you crawling back to the altar? Crawling back to the altar? Crawling back to the altar? Don't never let a preacher preach you out of your faith. Come on. You will say before the foundation of the world. That is your confession. That is your revelation. That's the message of the hour. If you think Brother Brown was a prophet, then take his word for it. You're standing absolutely justified before Almighty God. That's not a part of the process. That's the end of the process. Lord of God, I've been following that for 30-something years. Well, Brother Gregory thinks we're sinless. Well, then you don't believe the prophet if you think you are. This Bible declares that the blood made you sinless by faith, period, if you want to chain and put a little water in the blood, then you've got to do something besides believe. What have I got to do? Well, to start with, they said, Paul, to start with, uh, you got to preach circumcision. Then they can't eat any meat with blood. Furthermore, you got to keep the holy days. Uh, then there's a part of the ceremony law that you got to keep. Uh, in other words, we still got to make a sacrifice. We got to sew up the veil. And Paul said, Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was under the law, and the law condemned me. I, I couldn't find my way out. But then I found another law, which was the law of life. I understand the law of sin and death. It puts everybody under the thumb, so to speak. No way out. Law has no righteousness. Law has no forgiveness. Law has no way out. It uh, condemns you, period, puts you down, stomps on you, and that's it. God's grace says, I've got an answer for the law. Well, why did they have the law? Because the Jews were so hard headed, I put it that way. And so religious which God hates furthermore, that they actually believed that they could fulfill the law and be holy. And they understood they had a promise, a covenant. If you keep all of my laws and all of my commandments, I will make you a holy nation. I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll put you in charge and everybody else will be under you. It's amazing how the church still believes the same thing. Paul separated two covenants. He separated the covenant for the law and for the Jews. He brought us a covenant of grace for the Gentiles. And that's what I believe that we're under. We looked at the scripture. I'm going to uh, just move ahead. We looked at the scripture that Paul said he laid the foundation on Manchileum on it. He tells you in Corinthians uh, 16, no, you not. Uh, let me get the chapter. And uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 17, in verse 16, it know you're not that you are the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. How many knows that? Amen. How many really knows that? All right. If any man defile the temple of God. Now, you're the temple. Now, how am I going to defile the temple? I know it's been, I preached it myself. You smoke, you drink, you chew, you cuss, you do this, you do that, whatever more. Uh, cut your, uh, whatever the list you can think of. I, I don't even have a long list anymore. That you defile the temple of God. If any man defile the temple of God, which has his own body, and that's the church body also now, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. The temple of God is sanctified or set apart, which temple you are. How do you destroy the temple of God? Individually, is perverted gospel. Perverted gospel, anything off of the word of God destroys. Anything off of the word of God perverts the gospel. And once the perverted word is injected into an assembly, the flow of the spirit and the progress of growth stops. It doesn't go any further until the doctrine. Or that gospel is corrected by the word of God. So false teaching in any word or teaching that adds to or takes away from Paul's revelation is basically a false gospel. Now, let me skip a little bit and get over here just where we want to watch. So in Proverbs 18, here's the point I want to make. Proverbs 18:10 that we looked at, "The name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous run into it and is safe. For our text now, we start in Jeremiah. Watch. In his days, Judah shall be saved. Now, whose day? That's the two prophets that will come and save 144,000. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely in their homeland. Yes. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our Righteousness. What is the Jews going to be saved by and delivered, 144,000 of them? Justification by faith alone. They're going to be totally delivered by believing that the atonement, which is the blood of Jesus Christ, absolutely took care of the sin question once and for all and completely took care of it plus nothing. You're looking at a person. Jesus Christ is a person. God is a person. He's your justifier. Don't think of God as some rude little dot in the eyes and cross the teeth waiting to knock you over the head and condemn you. No, no. The judge come down in this hour. He brought us a judgment seat. That's true. But that judgment seat was a mercy seat. He come down to show his mercy to us. reveal his compound revelation for us in this hour and to bring his name into full effect the verse tells us that they shall Israel shall be saved by dwelling safely in his name now what shall bring this into effect the revelation that the Lord is our righteousness that's a Jehovah complex name the Lord is our righteousness meaning That God Himself and Him alone is our justifier. There's your key right there. God alone is your justifier. He is your Savior. He is your salvation. God, period. God alone. How is a person or nation going to be righteous without a union with Christ, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost? They can't be. I don't know whether we had time this morning to get to it. But we want to look at it where Brother Branham was teaching restoration of the bride tree by justification sanctification baptism the holy ghost word four stages of growth Uh, let me see if i can find that quote in here you'll have to go over i give you the seven compound names of jehovah in your notes and if you notice there are eight actually eight compound names and there's more than that but there's usually eight that is used jehovah jireh the lord will provide a sacrifice did he Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Is he? Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. That's true. Jehovah Shoma, Shalom, the Lord our peace. Re- Jehovah Ra, the Lord our shepherd. Jehovah Tishkenu, is that how you pronounce it? Jeremiah 23, 6, the Lord our righteous. That was under Luther. That's what Luther brought out. See, each messenger brought out a revelation of a part of God we we'll read your church ages again. To the angel of the church of so-and-so. In every part, he brought out a revelation or a part of the name of God or the name of Jehovah, whereby that age would be a part of the body of Christ. Luther preached the Lord our righteousness. To Luther's group, let's see if I can just condense it down and you read the notes. To Luther's group, justification was... The baptism of the Holy Ghost to them. They did not have sanctification. Luther smoked a pride, drank a beer, whatever more. You said, well, they can't be a part of the bride because you've got to be justified, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and be in the message to be a part of the bride. That's true today, but only today. Luther had justification. That's all they had. And you know that Luther's group is a part of the bride of Christ justification stood alone then comes sanctification it stood alone sanctified by the blood but if you notice the people began to take it into error and it organized then it moved on Jesus are sanctified how by the blood they put works and laws so it denominated and they moved on then you come to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you seen God manifesting in the gifts it put worms in it. They organize it. And now it's moved on up to where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. When we say that God is here, <laughs> I hear preachers, well, this perusia doctrine puke is of the presence of God is a revelation of God's name for this hour. God is present. That's the eighth compound of his name. That name will reveal, reveal to a group of people that will make them one in spirit to the name of Jesus Christ. Because the sevenfold revelation has to be manifested in flesh apart for each name. Let me just follow me now. So Brother Bam tells you I give you the quotes. So when we claim that we can't not be, let me me put it to you. Karen, you want to come? Let's put it this way. Can I look at Luther's teaching on justification, which that's what the preachers think I'm preaching. Well, yes, that Baptist doctrine. Can we just preach Luther's gospel of justification and call it the baptism of the Holy Ghost today? No. Because we got more parts than that. Let me see if I can read you a quote, where, and I'll get to it. All right, look over to the last quote, I think, is in, uh, in demonology. And i I look at it, this is what I'm talking about, just for a few minutes. Have patience with me. So when we think, well, I'm justified. Now I was baptized. Now I'm saved. I'm all right now. So I put on a dress. I put on this, and I quit this more and more. I got a haircut. I cleaned up some way. I quit smoking, whatever more now, so I think I'm sanctified. Now I go to the altar and I contend, 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 so uh, until I speak in tongues or some motion, now i got the Holy Ghost. And now I've got to be taught, 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 taught to understand what the message of the hour is. Now that sounds good, but it's not absolutely true. This is what it sounds like when Brother Bram said himself, watch, for instance, When we're born into the body of Christ, born into the body of Christ, there's three elements it takes to bring our birth. And that's the three elements that came out of the body or the life of Christ when He died. There come from His body water, blood, spirit. Is that right? Three elements. That's the elements we go through when we're born again. Justification. Sanctification. Baptism in the Holy, Ghost, Holy Spirit. Now watch this little statement here. Now that can all be done in one act. How can that process all be done in one act? It can only be done in one act in this hour. After the seals is open. After Elijah has revealed the truth. After the mystery of iniquity has been brought forth. After who you are, the election, predestination, is seed of God. After that has been brought forth, you can be justified, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and realize you're Son of God, and all in one sermon or all in one act. No other age. Other age was part, 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 part. Ours is everything in one shot. This flu virus. One shot gets part of 40%. Two shots gets part of the other 30%. Now they're going to have a third shot that gets part of the other 3%. I want one shot that I'll be 100%. I am justified. I am sanctified. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm a part of the message. I've been placed as sinless before God by one message of thus saith the Lord. We believe it and that's where we're at. Now watch. But you can be justified in a justified state without being sanctified. Boy, that gets confusing, don't it? You can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and still carry your filth with you. That's true. You can absolutely live in both a justified and a clean, holy life and without the Holy Ghost. See, the Bible tells you in 1 John 5 7. Three bears record. He said, not one, but they you can't have the Son without having the Holy Ghost for that one. So we got to be careful in his statements, whether it pertains to the individual or it pertains to the church body as a corporate revelation. To the church body and the statue of perfect man, it comes part, 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 Today, when the sevenfold revelation of the statute of permanent comes, the book is open, God stands here in his presence. Jehovah, I am present. I hope you can understand why the revelation of the presence is so real. The Jehovah being present is a revelation that places you justified before Almighty God because he's the only one that can declare that your name's on the book and your state before him. How many understands now? If I say you're all right, that don't mean you're all right. But if God tells you you're all right, <laughs> that can't be changed. Amen. So you've got to have faith somewhere. I understand that Brother Branham is talking about being sinless and perfect. He's talking to the body of Christ today as a revelation of who he is. If you only knew who I was, you'd be healed. Now, got, now let me ask you. Brother Branham said that. If you only knew who I was, you'd be healed. Now, was he talking in the first person, the Holy Spirit speaking to him as God? Was the Holy Spirit speaking to you? If you knew who I was, you'd be healed? Or was he talking in the person of he himself? If you only knew who I am, you'd be healed. Oh, well, they say, you it must be talking in the first person. I had to be the Holy Ghost, saying because so on and so No, no, no. Because if you understood who he was, the messenger, the voice, the word for the hour, the revelation of the name of Jesus Christ for this age as the amen, then you would understand that his word was thus saith the Lord to you. And when he told you that you were absolutely sinless by the blood of Jesus Christ, that's not a new revelation no one ever heard. That's the revelation that given to the apostle Paul in the Alpha that seals the body at the end in the Omega, the first and the last shall be justified before Almighty God, period. Can you say amen to that? Let's stand this morning. Amen. We have a God. Do you believe that? Let's sing that song. I'm sorry I kept you. We have a God. There's angels watching over me. I have a God. My enemies neath my feet. I have a God who keeps me. woo We. Well, you're close enough. Turn around and shake hands with somebody, would you? I have a God. I have a God who's with His angels watching over me. I have a God that keeps me when I'm well, I have a God. I have a God in my God. I mean, it feels good this morning. I have a God who's with his angels watching over me. Woo wee! I have a God who's with me when I'm sick and when I'm well. Fail, I have a God. Amen. Amen. He has a God. You're baptized into the name yes. of Jesus Christ. Yes. So, everything in that name you become a part of when you're born into the Spirit. So, every compound name of Jehovah is yours by faith that you can appropriate and make it become flesh or visible and walk in the blessings. And the power of God. People fail. Jehovah is your protector. If that's not a revelation, then you have to defend yourself. Jehovah is my provider. If that's not a revelation, then you've got to provide for yourself. Jehovah is my sanctifier. If that's not a revelation, then you're going to have to sanctify yourself. And I can go down the line, down the line, down the line, down the line. There's many, many facets of the name of Jesus Christ, but the eight compound names was manifested in his body. Luther, the Lord is righteous, justification. Wesley, the Lord is my sanctifier, Wesley. Jehovah is present, William Branham. Jehovah is here, that's the whole compound name, the capstone set out upon the body. It's a revelation of the name and your name is Jesus or Mrs. Jesus Christ? We are a part of the family of Almighty God. Amen. Believe that. Now then we are admonished to pray one for another. Why? The body heals itself. Because the Holy Spirit dwells in your body. Amen. If he is your healer. Then our confession should say, the Lord, Jehovah, is my healer. I put that in my mouth. It becomes spirit in life. And all, by all wonder, all of a sudden, we get better. Amen. So what's the matter this morning, sis? What do you pray for? Hmm? Amen. Let's pray. This sister got a... a A prayer for her daughter. Now, only God can know the outcome. Amen. So, let's just pray for the best outcome according to the will of God for this young lady. Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, our sister stands here in Your presence, petitioning Your grace for her daughter, which is a mother's spirit, a mother's desire. We know only You are the deliverer, only You can heal, and only You can bring an outcome pleasing to the economy of God. We ask for your favor. We ask for your leadership and your guidance. May the perfect will for the sister, for this family, be done. And whatever the situation comes out, we'll know that you are in charge. Therefore, in the name of Jesus Christ, we petition you through the blood, asking you for this favor and blessing for the family of God. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. So let it be, praise God. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. How many is doing okay this morning? How many knows that you're a son and daughter of God? How many knows that the righteous are, we are the righteous and we stand on the foundation of faith and faith alone? Amen. Soon our faith is going to be tested and tried beyond any measure that we can imagine. I cannot explain the depths of it, because I don't understand the depths of it. I understand what we've been told, and the human mind alone will not be able to stand. You'll have to know who you are, where you are, what you're part of the body of Christ, who you are as sons and daughters of God, your legal right and your authority that's given you to use the name of Jesus Christ, it's your protector and your provider. It is coming. So we need to examine our hearts. And when you do that, you're going to find out there's problems there like in every heart. Ask God to cleanse us of all ambitions motives or anything contrary to his will. For we will stand. Some of us will probably perish and go by the way of the grave. Hopefully, some of us will be alive and be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. We don't know who, we don't know when, and we don't know where. But we know the season is here. We see the signs around us. We don't put much emphasis on it, so on and so on. But the signs are around us. Signposts is here that we're told in the Scripture that would be when the condition of the resurrection takes place. Before the resurrection, there will be a suffering. There will be a persecution to the church. There will also be a manifestation of His Spirit in the bride as manifestation of sons, and that manifestation will be a revelation that will take you out of here. You've got to understand, you must have a revelation of your justification by faith in Jesus plus nothing. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming this morning. Have me enjoy the special song this morning. I, I think our sister ought to move up here and go to work. I told Sam that way he'd come and visit and I said I think you need to just move up here and well, you don't have to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we said it long enough. It must have took hope because he finally come. Now we got to start working on his mama. I think she just need to move up here. Whatever work she does, there's work up here the same way. And we're a good group up here. We love everybody up here. We don't have no problems or nothing up here. Praise God. If we do, we don't tell nobody. amen we're all gonna make it don't worry we're all gonna make it and it's coming soon our reward is coming soon god bless you thank you for coming this morning we got a full house we we thank god for that and we thank him for his blessing and it will get better and better you believe that amen let's sing it as you're being dismissed we have a god let's sing (laughs)